get the glory. Yeah, that's why I do it. You took me a little time, but I guess you always knew it. That I would come back. Prodigal son, now I'm on this journey for souls. Until that battle's won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my girl can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word. And nothing else, cause this word is so sufficient. It can stand on my step. See the truth will set you free. Set you free. True indeed, cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Give me a mission to be to you, so I pray I will succeed. And so far, my friends been answered, cause I got the tools I need. So I'ma keep on pushing. Let them edit my story. If the end is about the Christ, I won't see you. to the preacher's corner brought to you by in-house productions with your host pastor jt and lady Fanita. you can listen to this podcast on apple google spotify and amazon music this is an in-house production this is an in-house production Hey, 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 we in here, we in here, we in here, trying to get it, get it, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it, Ellie Mayberry, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, it's Friday, 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 been a good, good, good ride. Good ride, good ride. Yeah. Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I am Pastor JT. This is. I'm Lady Fanita. Man, you made it back to the corner. Yeah. The preacher's corner, that is. Well, we are lovers of preaching. Yeah. Lovers of preaching, man. I'm excited about this series yeah. episode 69 69 69 69 69 69 69 episode 69 episode 69 69 i'm on 69 episode oh lord Ooh, that's wild several new listeners we are excited about the growth if by chance don't know about it don't know about it here it is you can reach us at www.thepreacherscorner.net there you can find about everything that you need to know about everything that you need to know about everything that you need to know about everything what do you need to know you need to know about how you could be a blessing and a donate to each and every um yeah, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. 
the PayPal, the Cash App, all of it's on there. The reason we need your donations is for the growth of the platform. You love this content, you want to see us grow? You can donate right there on our website. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Lady Maybe, let us know where some of these people at. Listening um, to the preacher's corner. All right, let's shout out Islamabad, Pakistan, uh, Sapporo, Japan, Kanoa, Japan, Johannesburg, South Africa, Mumbai, India, Trinidad and Tobago, Port of Spain, Brazil. We see you. We got a couple of new ones in Brazil. We got Osasco, Brazil, and then we got Colombo, Brazil. Along with Garafe do Norte, Jundai, Sao Paulo, Joinville, Atasia, Porto Alegre, and Urani, Brazil. Um, along with Jundaloop, Western Australia, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Lagos, Nigeria, Berlin, Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, Cologne, Germany, London, England, Mitten Keys, England. Dublin, Ireland, Singapore, Malaysia, Moscow, Russia, and Madrid, Spain. Rocky Mountain House, Canada. Montreal, Canada. Norwalk, Connecticut. Peterson, New Jersey. Ashburn, (laughs) Virginia. North Olmstead, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Columbus, Lakewood. East Point, Georgia. Griffin, Georgia. Coverton, Atlanta. Chittal, Kansas, Burlington, Iowa, Boise, Idaho, Hammond, Chicago, Schumburg, Illinois, Gary, I'm going back to Indiana. Yeah, Indiana, here I come. Listen, Indianapolis, shout out to the Nap, Bellevue, Florida, Orlando, Palm Beach, Miami, Edmond, Oklahoma, Memphis, Tennessee, Westminster, Maryland, Oklahoma. Norman, that is. More Oklahoma. Albuquerque. Albuquerque. <laughs> New Orleans. Philadelphia. Washington. Is Brooklyn in the house? Brooklyn is definitely in the house. Waldorf, Virginia, Las Vegas, Nevada, North Texas. All of you. University of Texas. PVU. Los Angeles, Chico, Clovis, Merced, Sacramento, San Jose, Oakland, Fresno, and Kent, Washington. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Shout out to each and every one of you, man. You know what? I also want to shout out the live viewers. We have some that ride with us live every time we turn that live on. Every time we go live. Shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for the support. Thank you for the support. Each and every podcast listener. Yes. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Salute. Salute. Listen. We're going to continue with what we're continuing with. First, we're going to practice our fair copyright use. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. 
fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Hey. <laughs> Didn't know about that. <laughs> That's that in house. Yeah. In house production. Yes, indeed. Hey, we ain't bought no tracks. Made them all right here in house. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Lady Mayberry Cold. <laughs> that track. Whatever. That's right. That's right. Tell us about. We been going through what? Where we at? What we talking about? Oh my God! We on day six of relationship goals. So this segment was single, but not alone. It has been amazing, absolutely amazing. Friend, it's been a blessing to every every relationship. Uh, We had a we had a assignment for the couples the last time. We pray that y'all took heed and did the assignment, man, yes. and, and pick each other's brain, whoever your your significant other may be, you know, just yeah. open up, open up and be honest. We about to turn it up a notch, turn it up a notch, yeah. and this Friday, right? Let's go. I done seen you naked with your clothes on. Oh. I know every crease and dimple, every, I done seen it all and you showed it to me on Instagram. Hear what I'm saying to you. You only get preoccupied of showing off what you have when you're not working on what you have on the inside of you. And if you're cultivating and moving what God has placed on the inside of you, you ain't got time to be taking selfies to where I got. I'm working my field. I'm doing what God has called me to do and I'm running that race so hard and then God will speak to me, say, look over and you'll find a man that's running as hard as you and you'll. You start, don't stop running for him. You better keep running. And when God says, look, there he is. But what we see, the women of God slowing down to take care of a grown child. Oh, Jesus, help me. But he got potential. But he hasn't cultivated it. And what was God's instructions in the garden for man? Cultivate, tend this, work this, dominate this. Can I give you a tape? We ain't even talking about dating yet, but if he ain't working nothing, you you got to stay away. Can can I help you? Because, (laughs) let me say it like this. Because if you take two eggs, and one of them's rotten, 
and you cook them together, the omelet's still bad. And what we try to do is take a good egg, pure intentions, right mindset, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. And then we bring a bad egg, like he just got potential, he just had a rough past, and I can fix him, and I can, I can do all of this, and he's supposed to teach you the word. He, he's supposed to lead you. How can you have somebody leading you? And fellas, the time for passive relationship and passive leadership is over. You own 2K all day? You playing video games? You with your boys all day? Bro, you need to be working something. Tending to something, getting your education, standing, start the business, fail at a business, start another one. Why? Because I'm tending to. Uh, but you looking for him because he's fine and he got likes? See, this is the trick of the enemy, though. Because you buy something that looks good in the store, but it has no functionality in real life. But it was a final sale. So you commit to something you can't take back. And now you're mad. Because you got to stay with it. Just come on, let's be honest. But it's because people did not value their season of singleness. And there's so many other things, but I just want you to tell you there's a time and a season. Skip down in Ecclesiastes 3 and go down to verse 9. Just go to verse 11. Let's, you don't got time. It said, yet God has made everything beautiful, everything beautiful for its own time. He's planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from the beginning to the end. So I'm concluding there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. Write this point down. It's okay to be single, but not good to be alone. It's okay to be single, but it's not good to be alone. Well, Pastor Mike, I feel like you're, you're hitting us on a technicality right now. Because last week you said that in Genesis chapter 2, Verse 18, you said, it's not good for man to be alone. That's very true. You need to know what that word means because we think it means lonely. We think it means it's not good for man to be lonely. Can I give you the definition of lonely? Because this is what we think. When somebody says, oh, they're all alone. They really have in their mind the definition of lonely, which means lonely <clears throat> is the state. Hold on where I'm at. Help me, Jesus. Give me one second. My computer just glitched out on me. All right. I'm not supposed to say that, man. There it is. Okay. Lonely is sad because one has no friends or company without companions or solidarity. So this is what we think. It's not good for a man to be alone. Oh, he's alone. The Hebrew word for alone means all in one. It's not good. When he looked at man, 
He said, it's not good for man to be all in one. So what did he do? He took the man and he took out of the man a woman, a man with a womb. Okay. I want you to see what happens here. So he made man not all in one. Okay. I want you to see this. So it's not good for man to be all in one. So we're not. Why? We need accountability. We need somebody to help us. We need, we need to be surrounded in relationship. Great. But this is the thing that I want everybody to see. Alone is not the same thing as single. Single. Look at the definition. Because this was God's idea. He made male and female. Single means separate. Apart and detached. Different. It means unique. Original and distinct. Special. It means whole. Everybody shout at me whole. God wants us to enjoy a season in our life without anybody else where we are whole, complete, unified, one with ourselves to be one. What I came to tell you is that the more single you become, the better your marriage will be. The more unique, the more whole, the, the more different, separate than everybody. That's what God wants for you. He's put in you a specific DNA that you have not given him the time to reveal to you. Please let God reveal to you who he's created you to be. I know you want to be married. I know you want to be booed up. I know you don't want to spend Valentine's alone in this February. But what if the time and season that God has you in is developing your singleness? So that you can be everything he's created you to be and reach purpose. Hear me, people dating. Listen to me. You need to ask God, is this even worth my time right now? No, hear me. Because many of the things that we do and we long for are a waste of time. What the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. Hear me. What the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. And many of us have been distracted in wrong relationships. And that don't even have to be a, a, a sexual relationship or that can be friends. What he cannot destroy, he will distract you with people and things and situations around you. Know that God wants to use this season. Last point. This is for everybody in this room. Maximize your singleness. This, I was telling some guys the other day, when you don't have nobody you're responsible for, this is time you can do stuff that will set you up for your future. Like, you don't have nobody telling you that you have to be somewhere to change somebody's diaper. You can perfect what God has placed in your hands. And we squander it. On trying to fit in with people we won't even know 10 years from now. I will give you a prime example in my life. I stopped playing basketball when I was in the ninth grade. Not because I couldn't play. It was because I had found a piece of my purpose in music. I quit everything. You can ask my parents. I stopped playing basketball. The coaches would come and ask me, man, come on, play basketball. We want you to do that. I was like, nope. I'm really going to focus on music. For the next four and a half years, okay, I was in a relationship, but I was still single. 
Let me help you. You can, you can talk to people and be around people and hang out with people, but guess what? You're still single. And we don't get that. In today's culture, if I'm dating you, I'm married to you. Oh, this is what we think. And even if we don't think it, this is, this is how we act. If we're courting, we are married. No, I ain't. I have not committed to shut everything down that I'm doing to become one with you. Because that's what happens when you get married and the marriage has to become one. So my purpose has to align with their purpose and their dreams and goals have to align with their. Why are you asking them that after y'all married? Hear what I'm saying. Maximize your singleness. I don't care if you're 48 and girl, go on a vacation. Buy yourself, get the big floppy hat, the big one. Walk out there, do, do your thing. Why? Because you'll never get this time back again. Pastor Mike, this is just not deep enough for me. You want me to come out to service and do this? Hear me. When you get into a relationship and you're in counseling, the first thing I'm going to ask you is what you do in your single life? What was your devotion life like in your single life? How much did you pray when you were single? Because you got all the time in the world. Well, I feel like I don't know what to do tonight. I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to go to spend time with God. Get to know yourself. And then you will have the capacity to love others. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm like, that's not everybody's story. That's not everybody's testimony. I know. But the results of not spending proper time single always ends up the same. And hurt people hurting people. Yes. Pastor Mike, how do you know I counsel them all the time? I'm up here praying with y'all all the time. We're getting calls last night. I'm thinking about committing suicide. Why, Pastor Mike? Because we've let other people define who we're supposed to be when it was supposed to be just us and God. And if you could just get in a place where it's just you and God and you learn how to love you, flaws and all. And you start running after purpose and you become who God's created you to be. You won't marry a counterfeit because you've worked too hard on you. You're worth more now. See, when you think somebody's going to complete you, you hurry to get with them. But when you're complete by yourself, you can be choosy. Uh-uh. No, baby, I love you. You fine, but you can't lead me. I, you know what? You have everything that I really would like, except you haven't let God deal with those insecurities. And when we come together and consummate our marriage, what's in you automatically spiritually transfers to me. Oh, y'all don't think so? Oh, there's such thing called a soul tie. That's why you can't just go around having sex with everybody. That's a protection mechanism. Not so that, oh, God just don't want us to enjoy. If he won't, why don't he just give us our parts on our marriage day? I had somebody to ask me that one. Pastor, why wouldn't he just give us our private areas when we got married? Like they just boop, boop, just appear. I said, because he's trying to teach you one of the fruits of the spirit. Self-control. And he knew you was going to mess up and you was going to sin. That's why he sent his son. 
That's why his grace poured out over you. But do we use his grace as if it's worth nothing? No, that's what Galatians tells us. We have to learn and progress and go back. And it's just because many of us didn't stop and recognize the time and the season God has us in. Next week, we're going to talk about dating and courting and all that other stuff. But I came to encourage somebody. This might not have been for everybody, but I promise you God spoke to you something. But there's some people in this room who have been discontent with the season of singleness that they're in. And I came to encourage you that there is nothing more precious than this time where you get to be with just you and God. And you learn how to love yourself. Maximize your singleness. Every young lady, hear me. Every young man, hear me. Maximize your singleness. When I was in that season of just perfecting myself, I worked on my gifts so much that I was able to, at a time where most people had to go work for people, I was able to start my own company. And I've never had a real job <laughs> until I came to work for Transformation Church. And Ms. Tammy will tell you how hard of a transition that's been for me. <laughs> what are you saying, Pastor Mike? I maximized my singleness and I found some, a part of my purpose. A lot of us are looking for something that will never come until we take the time to enjoy the season that we're in. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for every person, no matter what season of life you're in. Some of you who are married are hearing this marriage and say, okay, I need to, I'm in this thing. I can't go nowhere. I'm, I'm stuck in this, but we've been struggling in this. God, maybe there's some things in me, not them. Because the thing in marriage is you tend to blame the other person when you're in, in, in a place. But really, that person's a reflection of you if you're married to them. So they're trying to show you something about you. So every time I'm tripping at Natalie, why can't you just be on this? And why can't you da 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 da? God's saying, I'm trying to show you you. Maybe there's some areas in your singleness that God needs to work on. Father, I pray for every person under the sound of my voice. That God, you're about to allow us to appreciate the season that we're in. God, I, I pray for, for every person who is single in this place that is not married. God, I thank you that they're single, but they're not alone. They're not all in one. You, you, have, you have created community for them. You've created a place, a church where they can be around people. God, you'll send people around them to encourage them, Father. But they, they're learning to be content with you and who you've created them to be. Father, let us not skip the step that will save us from divorce. Let us not skip the step that will save us from heartache. God, I'm praying that our relationship goals would be based off of your word. That they wouldn't be based off of emotions or feeling because they can lie to us. But they would be based off the truth of what your word says, Father. And you told us that we're supposed to love you as the number one commandment. And just as equally, we're supposed to love ourselves so that we can love others. Teach us how to do that in priority. And let us build a solid foundation so that our relationships will succeed. I speak over this group of people watching and listening that their relationships will succeed. God, that you are supernaturally giving them instructions of what to do to turn it around in the name of Jesus. Every broken relationship, every person that's in a, um, walking through a, a strained relationship, every person, Father God, that's in a season of divorce. God, I'm just thinking that you can turn it around. But you're not going to start with us. You're going to start with one. And I thank you that 
you change us as individuals. And may we always be perfecting our relationship with you so that you can make us who we're supposed to be. In Jesus' name, we agree. Amen. Give God some praise in this place. Amen. Think about it. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh my goodness, this was just as good as the beginning. <sighs> yeah. When we came in, he left off from Tuesday night uh, when he said, Everybody want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, but really, the women are thirsty. He said, You're all on. Uh, social media <laughs> showing all your curves, your dips, and your dimples. And <laughs> he said it is because you don't have you don't have anything inside. You've got to show off what you got on the outside. I agree. I agree. It's yeah. a lot. It's a uh, it's show and tell going on on, on show and tell. Yeah. On social media, and <laughs> and it's um. If you if you give everything that you have to offer, everybody to everybody in the scroll, what's there to keep sacred? Yeah, at all, and and it's we see it all the time. We see it all the time, especially um, our ministry. We have a we have predominantly well, not just ours. Let's look at the body of Christ. Period. Yeah, there's more right. women that attend church than men. Right. And so it's often that we see that the single women of God put their relationship with God on hold to give all their attention to a relationship with a man with a non-existent relationship or a partial relationship with God. Ooh, my, my, my. That's good. The woman of God put theirs on hold because they're eager to be married. They're eager for their Boaz. Mm -hmm. So you see them after church, the church flow with the with the yeah. church flow pictures in that in a different outfit that they wore to church and the different heels, a hairdo, and they don't know that the vulture, the wolf, is looking. And they betting with the fellas. They bet. I, I'm a fella now. I'm a fella. I, I hear some of these conversations. They bet with the fellas, saying that I bet I can get that one. She ain't all that holy. Mm -hmm. and, and and it's and it's like well, we've seen it in the musician groups and all of this mm -hmm. stuff. So so they bet on these women that they're not who they say they, they are. are. That's right. They do. They're not that anointed. They're not the single. They're not the uh, intercessor. They're mm -hmm. not the preacher. They're not the praise dancer. And the, the myth is church girls are the biggest freaks. That's what they say. That's what they say. And, and say. so their objective <laughs> is to come get you off course. That's right. But your objective is to be caught. Oh, true. Your objective is somebody's catch. Yeah. 
with somebody with a partial or a non-existent relationship with God. And I don't want to go too far ahead into the notes. Go ahead. That's so good because you know what? See, it it's hard to understand where where you if, if they are just now tuning into this one and then watch the segment before because he's coming right in talking about the women taking selfies and showing everything that they got on the outside because they have nothing on the inside to share. And it was because he was saying how women tend to think that they're Proverbs 31 women. And if you think that way, he gave the description of what that looks like, which was a woman who was drawn and and, um, driven off of purpose um, that was focused on the purpose that God had laid out before her and then able to be who he created her to be for her family, for her husband and for her children. So that's why it, it, it depicts what she does in the household for her family. And, and she can do that, but also spend that quality time with God because that's what is so necessary. That is the, the part of the equation that's missing in a lot of women's lives and they don't even realize it. So with that being said, that's where this comment comes in at that you know that the women they go and they they they're running after these men when he said that instead of trying to focus on a man that's in the church you should be running so hard that while you're running god stops you and say hey there's a man that's running equally as hard as you for the same purpose right. and the same goal to obtain at the end of this you know, we, we have to remember that we're, we're doing this. We're trying to live again. We're not doing this just to have satisfaction on earth. But we are we are running for something that is way more meaningful. We have something at the end of this life that we want to, you know, we want to attain. So so if you if you look at it from that perspective and you think about what he's saying, he said you can't stop what you're doing, not only to just stop and see that oh this is a man he's fine i want him but he should be running for god just as hard as you are y'all should be running together in the same after the same endeavors with the same focus right. with the same drive for god for what god has created for the purpose he's placed in each one of you he said then so you can come together so that you don't stop because that's where a lot of women they are pressing they are doing everything they know how to do and then this man comes along and they halt Everything that they knew about God, every, the way that they they um, pressed for God, the way that they laid out in prayer, the way that they fasted, the way they read the word, everything comes to halt because now you're occupied. You're preoccupied with boom, and he came in. You don't even know that to knock you off course. Right. He said you cannot stop what you're doing to take care of a grown child. Wow. He said you cannot stop what you're doing to take care of a grown child. You have to stay focused and do what God and that's, wants that's you to deep, do. Babe, because uh, scientifically says that that women mature faster than men. Yeah. And so, so you you have to look at it from that perspective. That whether he's older than you or younger, than, if he's younger than you, that's even worse because you basically raising him. Yeah. But even if he's thir- in his 30s, you in your 20s, y'all basically equivalent. Right. Y'all right there together. Right. Because it, it, it takes it takes a man much longer to mature. Yeah. A man really didn't, doesn't become a man until he's in his 30s. Yeah. Really. 
35 they are married i don't care if they have children any right. of that 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 part of the that part of maturity because you gotta you gotta kids. consider the fact of the young adult stage yeah <laughs> you you leave out the teenager to young adult to manhood yeah you know what something struck me that he said and it, this is so crazy to me because so many times you you mentioned it and you said there's always more women in the church than men and this is so mind-blowing to me that this is right and i say this all the time i don't even know why i got stomped on this tonight but i always say this that in back in the in bible days the men will be the ones to go out and travel get the word and bring it back to his family and so i don't even know why it stumped me but i guess it's just the reality of it thinking about it in depth that you know the man should be leading and teaching not the other way around and so so many times you know, the women are the ones in the household that's holding the, the family together by prayer and fasting and reading the word and, you know, and discussing the Bible or or, or she's the one that, that expresses who God is and his love to the children. You know, she's the one that's the prayer warrior. She's doing this and that. And then the man is just off lollygagging or doing whatever. And the Bible says that the man is supposed to be the teacher, the leader. The head. That's right. And if the men, I mean, like, so you you cannot be upset when your house is in an uproar when it, or out of order because you're out of order. Sunday is for football. Or washing cars. Or washing cars. Or hanging with the boys. Or at the gambling shack. Yeah, that's or hanging right. with the boy. Barbecue. If you wanna, if you want a success, successful marriage, you you have you to, you have, to have order. Yeah, you cannot, you can't send your family to church to have worship or you know depend on. You're the head of the house. You're the man. You're who the woman looks for for direction. Even if a woman never say it, I don't care how tough her exterior is. She wants to be. She wants to have the comfort in knowing that she has somebody that has her best interest. Not right. only do you have my best interest, but then you can lead me to God the correct way. You, I want to know that you can lead me in prayer. I want to know that when things get rough, you got a remedy. You got you you got something to tell me to make me feel better or to reassure me that things are gonna be okay. You know, right. you, you, there is no way that the woman should be in full control of a husband who God has placed in a, the place of authority over the household. Right. To lead you spiritually and to teach you. And just, he said, men should be leading but and teaching. Um, if we look at the body of Christ, uh, uh, it's a lot like I said it's a lot of women mm -hmm. I, I would probably say predominantly about 75% mm -hmm. but if we go back and look at the Bible it was the women yeah. that came to the tomb yeah, when the men were hiding and yeah. afraid yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the women that came and prayed at the tomb. Yeah. 
it was the women that Christ showed himself to first yeah. after the resurrection. You're right. And so I'm not surprised at why the body of Christ is the way it is. Yeah. And I'm not surprised that the anointing falls upon the hem of the anointing woman, the, the preaching, the, uh, the teaching. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. Yeah. Because he has to use somebody. Yeah. He had to use somebody that's available. The men weren't available. They were scared. Yeah. They were scared. And so it's pretty much not different in today's day. Yeah, no the men way. want to do quote unquote manly things. Yeah. That's why we, we the the worship is is shifted because from childhood we've never seen men cry. We've never seen men worship. We've never seen men cry out. We've never seen men lead. Except for the deacons that get on one knee and say the the same routine prayer every Sunday. <laughs> oh we're on the cooling board and all that. But you know, hey, we it to each his own. We've never seen consistent work in the house of God by the male, mm -hmm. except for in the pulpit. That yeah. that's that's it because they said that that's all they believed that was supposed to have been in the pulpit. That's right. Come Women's Day, you give them a whole time to a do whatever day. they want to do and say whatever they want to say. What's the difference? From two feet lower. Yeah. What's the difference? But you still letting them say it. Yeah. So it, it's it's. That's a. Go ahead. That's a look. That's a whole. That's a whole other episode. Yes. Um, I liked when he said that because we didn't allow God to do what He wanted to do in us first, that we commit to something that we can't take back. <laughs> he said, right. "You commit to something you can't take back because you didn't value your singleness." It's like buying something at the store that you can't return. Good God okay. Almighty. Now that's that's a bad thing because when you if you think about marriage in that like it's something that you take, you know how you go to the store and there's some stores you just can't return it. It, it is what it is. You you bought something and that's the final purchase. Like you can't bring it back, you Dumb. can't get your money back, anything. That's just it. Final sale. And so when you think about it that way, it's pretty much like that. Now Society will tell you that it's not because you can run to the nearest courthouse and get a divorce. But who does that? In our last segment, we talked about, that was one of my points. I said, nobody gets married to get a divorce. That's not even, I mean, that, that's nothing that, I mean, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't, I wouldn't say, well, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get married because the worst case scenario, mm -hmm. I can just get I don't married. even like to hear the fact that, that I'm just preparing for the just in case if yeah. it doesn't work out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just, into well, just, yeah. just focus on being single. Right. Focus on on, on on your relationship with you and Christ until you're mature enough to be able to share in a relationship. And you know, and nothing fits this uh, situation, this conversation about relationship goes better than Ecclesiastics. I love when they say it's a time for everything. But then at the end of that passage, it said everything is beautiful in its own time. Mm -hmm. Everything has its own time. You know, and he talked about how well, he made That's that good. statement when he said, 
um, that you can look at a man and because he's fine, you want him. But he may not be, you know, you say he got potential. It doesn't matter about the potential because it hadn't yeah. been cultivated. You know, you get, you get yourself in a mess if you say, well, I know what he can be, but he's not that. So then you enter into a marriage and then you say, but but he had potential though. I know what he can be. And then 10 years down the line, yeah. 10 years down the line, he still hasn't become what you say he got potential to be because it never was cultivated while he was single. There is just some things you have to experience in your singleness that will birth things in you and out of you that cannot be birthed in you or out of you during marriage. Right. There are some things that have to take place in your singleness. Before. Before the person. There are some things that got to be established in you, through you, before the person. So you could become a help me. You want to be all that you're supposed to be to that person. You don't want to be half the person. He said, I, I think I, I wrote a. I love um, the fact that he said that you're whole. Yes. Why single? Single means wholeness. Single means separate, apart, separate, apart detached, yeah. original, special, and whole. But we, yet we hear that all the time that she completes me. Yeah. She was already a she was already a fool before you got her. Before you got her, because she was a complete individual. So what are you walking around a half you? And you know, it, this is so good to me because this is one of the things that I pointed out in my um, my segment of uh, safe, single, and satisfied was when he said um, when we talked about it's not good to be alone was. Of that, that word alone means all in one. All in one. And we we talked about that. Yeah. We brought that out in yeah. our um in our series last year. Uh, when you think about the male dynamics, we have everything that the woman has. Right. Except everything. The womb. Except the womb. However, the womb was there. It came. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. The womb was here. Yeah. Before it was there. That's right. That's what he's saying. So we have every dynamic chromosomes that the female has. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them. Yeah. That's why you got some of them that. Never mind. That's another one. Another episode. Everything that was in that mix. <laughs> that's good. What you're saying. So everything, everything that the woman is came from that man. That's right. You know. Everything that she is, he he, we were birthed from that man. Right. So that's why it's so important that when you are linked with somebody, because I love the fact that the last um, episode talked about um, that when you are linked with somebody, it was your own choice. God didn't choose them for you. God gave us choices. Right. And I love that because that's a reflection. The way you pick your mate is a reflection of what you see in yourself. Right. You know that what when you pick your mate, it's a reflection of who you are in the mirror. Same with your friends. You pick your friends according to who you are, your personality. You know, you pick, that's how you see people. So when you pick that mate, you pick according to your mirror image, who you, what you are, who you are inside, what you see in yourself. That's how you pick. 
So he said, the more single you become, the more whole you become. The more single you are, the longer that you are single, the more whole you become. More whole. So that word single means separate, apart, detached, original, special, and whole. But the more you are by yourself, that solidifies your wholeness, who you are, your character, your purpose, your drive, your patience, your enthusiasm, your love. It builds up all these things in, in you. It maximizes who you are. So that when you go and you and you do get that person, then your singleness has been so maximized that now your your marriage is perfect. Your marriage is perfect. And and I don't mean like perfect um out, yeah, but I'm yeah. talking about I'm a, just in a mature state. Because you maximized your singleness. That's good. He said, let God reveal to you who he's created you to be in your singleness. Lord have mercy. You know, so many times we, we get married and then we want to know who we are. You know, it, it just, it's so, it's, it's crazy to me how many times we've heard people ask. And that's, this is nothing to do with anybody. This is all across the board. People ask us all the time. What is my purpose? We don't even slow down long enough for God to reveal it to us. We think that somebody else can come up to you and tell you what your God-given purpose is. God gave it to you. He's the one that will reveal it to you. But we don't have the patience to lay out before God fast, turn that plate over, turn off of social media, open up your Bible, see who God said you are, what he said about you, how when he created you, then what did he want you to do? This will lead you to your God-given purpose. But a lot of people get married and then expect for their mate, their spouse, tell them or complete them in that you know as far as telling you who you are what, what you're supposed to be doing what what's your purpose nobody can tell you that only god he said let god reveal to you who he's created you to be in your singleness don't try to figure out who you are while you walked over here and got married it's too late Damn. You can't figure out who you are. And you know what? It's so it's it's heartbreaking to me when people try to figure out who they are or you ask a question because I know God gave me a message one time. Um, who are you? And as I was studying the message, I personally started writing down, well, I'm a mother, I'm a first lady, I'm a assistant pastor, I'm a granny, all these things, and God say, No, 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 no. Who are you? Right. Those are what you. What That's you, what your, I do. Your titles. Yeah. Yeah. Not who I but am. But not who you are. So it's so important to know who you are because let me tell you what, how you get in trouble with that, lady. After you've been the wife and the mother and the cook and the one that cleans and wash dishes and the children go to kindergarten. In first grade, all the way up to senior, and they're leaving, they they flying the coop and leaving the nest. Guess what? You don't know what to do with yourself. You are completely lost. Because you thought that you were yes. You thought that you were 
That's who you are. So now you got to figure out now what am I supposed to do with myself? Because you hid everything that you were in that stuff. So now you got to find out all over again. The volleyball mom, yeah. the soccer mom. And as soon as they go on with their life, you... You don't know what to do. Yeah. You're suffering from the empty nest syndrome. When you knew really in your heart all along that you were grooming them to be able to be on their own. But at no point do we ever stop to start working on us. That's good stuff. He said, this right here, this this was the one for me. He said, what the enemy cannot destroy, he distracts. All the time. What he cannot destroy, he distracts. And I know this to be the truth. Well, every time we are focused and we are headed, we got a, a, a destination. Boy, that brother know he cannot destroy us. So he distracts us with people and things and situations around us. He do the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his motive motive apparatus apparatus. He ain't never changed. He don't know how. He is the liar. He is the liar. He is the father of lies. He is the accuser of the brethren. That's what he do. That's what he is. That's what he does. That's it. That's all. But when he cannot distract you, I mean, when he can't destroy you, he will distract you in some way. Any way he can to slow you down, get you off course, make you take a detour. Where God have you going? He said, perfect what God has placed in your hands instead of trying to fit in a place with people you won't even know in 10 years from now. <laughs> mm. Perfect what God has placed in your hands instead of trying to be a people pleaser. Do what God purposed for you to do. It's so difficult to perfect what He placed in your hand because when we don't see it manifest quick enough, we move on to the Talk next to thing. Yeah. We never give it an opportunity to mature or or perfect. That's right. We, we we move on to the next what we believe assignment. Yeah. God given assignment. We say God said this and God said told us to start this and in essence he haven't told us to leave. He wants right. you to complete what you already have left yeah. right here and start. <laughs> Get perfected in that in that area. Be good, good. be good at being a dad. Right. A husband first. Before you start the family. Right. Be a good husband first. Right. And then start preparing to be a good father. And then prepare to start being a good, you know, everything else that falls along after that. We just rush right along, rush everything on. Rush into the marriage. Rush into the uh uh parenting yeah. rush into the retirement everything we ready to rush 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 we're gonna rush ourselves out of a life i'm telling you and the thing is you know you don't get to know when you when you're newly married you're still learning each other i don't care if 
I mean, I'm sure people that have been married. Ten years, you yeah. still never read. Yes, you still learning things about each other. Little, Just a decade. Little stuff that you haven't, you know, that you might not have noticed or, you know, things you overlooked. It's so, it's so important to take your time and get to know your spouse. Right. So now, now 10 years is, is a big milestone marriage. for marriage. Yeah, it is. If it's it's a celebration if you make it two years. Yeah. You make it two years of marriage, you man, we made it two years. Mm-hmm. You made it five. Oh my god. We made it five years. Just think about childbirth. Mm-hmm. At five years old, a baby is still a baby. Mm-hmm. The baby is it's a baby. It can go to school, but it's still learning free. Education, yeah, not learning mathematics and multiplication and uh, time and all that. They are just learning to to talk and take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, as a marriage, five years, you're still in the infancy stage, right? Yeah, adolescent stage. Yeah, ten years old. You wouldn't you wouldn't let a ten year old drive and and stay out all night. Mm-hmm. But we've been married ten years. Yeah. So, so you think about it in those essence, one day is a thousand years in, in, God. in God's eye. Yeah, so true. One day, tough. Yeah. I like you said, the results of not maximizing your singleness are always the same. The results of not maximizing your singleness are always the same what he was talking about was when remember he he has said if you maximize your your singleness then your marriage will be everything in the last segment so he's saying the results of not maximizing your singleness are always the same they end up the same way that's in divorce but he's going to talk about that on down in the series but he said it's important to spend time with god Get to know yourself. So I'm going to stop right there. It's important to spend time with God. There is nothing more important on this earth than spending time with God. We all need divine direction. All need direction. I know that a lot of people think, well, I'm grown. I I can make the right decisions. Sometimes we don't make the right decisions. Even if it's logical, it may not be what God has for you. He talked about in the last segment that sometimes we make decisions and then we ask God to bless it or we pray that God do something about it and God say, I can't bless this mess. This wasn't a part of my formula. <laughs> he said, this wasn't a part of my formula. I didn't set this up. You did. And how many times have we got in trouble for making a decision or, or doing something drastic in our lives that we, we said that we thought we were making the right decision? Only to find out that we really wasn't. Mm. Only to find out that we wasn't. So spending time with God is important. Spending time with God is merely praying. I mean, you don't have to pray an hour, two hours. Five, ten minutes. Something. The more you pray, you'll build up that relationship. You'll build up that, you know, your time will get longer. Because right now, if you just start out, time is not important. But what is, is the quality. What you're saying. How you're, how you're interacting with God. That's what's important. Come sincerely and say, hey, you know what? This is not what I do, but I'm going to try it out. 
I've tried everything else. Why not try God? Now before God. Five minutes. If that's all you can do. Five minutes. Open your Bible. Read your word. Fast. Spend time with God. Then get to know yourself. When you start spending time with God, He'll start revealing stuff about you. Especially a lot of things we think is so perfect and in time, baby. About us, God will reveal stuff about you to you. When the Word of God, when you get in that Word of God, it's a mirror, reflection. It'll show you who you really are. Nobody has to tell you anything. Because God, he'll do, he'll, get, he'll do the showing, for sure. You'll get to know yourself. Who you really are. What you're capable of doing. You know? And then it says, learn how to love you. You can't marry a counterfeit if you spent a lot of time working on yourself. Wasn't that good? He said, after getting to know yourself, learn how to love you. He said, then you won't marry a counterfeit. Right. You've been spending too much time working on you. You know the real from the fake. That was good to me. That was real good. That was so good. But see, when you hadn't really worked on yourself and you feel like this is the decision that needs to be made, you'll jump into something that wasn't God-ordained. Absolutely. Because you think that it's the right thing to do. But think about what he said. He said, learn to love you. He said, when you learn to love you, you cannot marry a counterfeit because you've been putting too much inside of you to marry something that's not real. Your spirit won't even line up with theirs. If, if you've been working on you, that's the key. You have to been working on you, though. You have to get to know yourself first. But he said, because we didn't take out the time to get to know who we are, we forfeit the full the fullness of the marriage when it comes. Mm. Because you did not take out the time to get to know who you were, you forfeit the fullness of the marriage when it comes. You don't right. know you. And guess what? The person that married you don't know you. They know what you put on when you came to them. That's right. Man. That's something, ain't it? He said, God will show you you in your spouse. Right. <laughs> he said, once you get with somebody, God will show you yourself in your spouse. You want to know how you are? Look at your spouse. Great reflection of who you are. Great reflection of who you are. And this this has been so eye-opening, y'all. Even for me, this has been amazing for me. I have taken plenty of notes. When I get to a place or a point where I want to point fingers or whatever, I want to make sure that I go back to the drawing board and look at where did I fall short at? Where did I drop the, the ball at? I don't want to just point all the fingers at him or say, you didn't do this or you didn't do that because I'm pointing fingers at myself. That's the reflection of me. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yeah. If you are still single, maximize your singleness. Maximize. If you are already married, and your marriage is 
not going the way that you think it should be, remember the word of God. He said, a sanctified wife sanctifies the husband and vice versa. He said, everything is beautiful in its own time. That's good. Everything think, is think, beautiful. And, and I'm, and I'm, I hate to keep going back to, but I know it's, it's relatable. Um, when you think of a baby. Yeah. When the baby first come out, they ain't just the cutest thing you ever seen. Mm -mm. The face all swole. Yeah. Eyes all puffy. Yeah. And so everything is beautiful. In its in own time. In its own time. Yes. When it's when it's brand new, it's not gonna be what it's going to grow into be. Yes. And you have to give it an opportunity to grow. We kill things before it reaches full potential. And you know what? And and I know that somebody's probably thinking when you said that that well, in the beginning my marriage was wonderful. Yeah, that's what you thought. What you thought. The real comes in and it turns things ugly. But yeah. if you can sit down and communicate effectively, because that's one thing a lot of marriages are missing is communication. Communication. You know, sometimes I, spouses shut down. I know like a lot of other, even in other relationships that I've been in, I can really say men shut down when it's time to communicate. Yeah. I think in our relationship, it's not like that with us. You come to me and say, hey, we need to talk about you know, such and such, such. This is that. That's very different for me because I'm not used to that. But I'm okay because I want to communicate. You know, I want to talk it out because maybe something happened along the way that we were that unaware. Maturity, because in most relationships I have ever been in, I wasn't doing no talking. Really? I, I wasn't finna do no talking. You see? Oh, okay. I see. But I'm finna do this. You are totally different with me. Mm, you nah, don't come and say, "Hey, I'm to talk to you." I was more, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. I got you. I'm going to do do what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I was the. I'm gonna do it better. Yeah. Don't you go ahead. You gonna do that? Oh, you finna do that? Okay, cool. I'm finna, I'm finna help you one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that. Yeah, mm -hmm. so okay, so totally different, totally different, yeah. Totally different. And, I, and that, that came with with being saved. I yeah. I had an opportunity to get saved. Yeah, yeah. And then understand what God expected me as being the the head of a of a of the house and the head of the marriage and yeah and 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 knowing to uh, uh, pray. Yeah. You can't pray for anything. You can't pray to God mad. No. So if I'm going to pray about our relationship or anything pertaining to our relationship, I can't go to him mad. I'm going to hug you and talk to God about you still mad. Right. <laughs> we can't. That ain't going to work. Yeah. Mm. And then the Bible said, don't go to bed angry. You know. Don't, don't take that anger until the next day. Yeah. So you, you got to communicate and get that over with. Hey, listen, it'll be 530. We ain't going to sleep till we, we got it settled. <laughs> Let's get yes. it done. Kiss and make up. And have fun making up. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, I wanted to say, we have so many um, 
biblical principles to um, live by as far as even being single we have some we have an example how to live in singleness we have so many principles to live by in the word for being married and so you know that's why i know that even though you know he said it wasn't god's intention for us to be married first but in marriage though he still gives us godly principles for us to live by which is uh so um i mean it this it's a great thing to me because you know it, it gives you that 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 extra fight you know if you if you learn how to like i always tell people you know god doesn't i mean he honors his word the bible says he watch over his word to perform it so if you're having an issue in your marriage please feel free to get a concordance go to the back of it i'm sure it's in there there's nothing new under the sun your marriage is not the first one that stinks your marriage is not the first one where you're 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 feeling like you're married but you're alone you're separated you're not you know you eat what you eat and he eat what he eat or vice versa or y'all can't come together to have a conversation your your marriage is not the first one and guess what and it's not going to be the last it's not going to be the last and so what you have to do is go back to the drawing board go back to what is sure because people can tell you a lot of everything, but one thing stands is God's word. It will stand all by itself. I don't care what nobody has to say, hands down, the word of God will stand by itself. And if you are if you are strong enough to say, hey, I'm going to fight for this marriage. Okay, I might have gotten with the wrong one, but this is who I'm with. And I'm going to fight for it to be right because something caused y'all to get married. You like that person, that person liked you at one point, and you can rekindle that. But it's a way to do it. So then you go back to the drawing board. Then you say, Lord, okay, I'm going to start from, I'm going to start from scratch. Where do I go from here? Trust me, when you, when you put God in it, he gonna take over. He's gonna give you direction. He's gonna tell you what to say, how to say it, when to say it. He's gonna do it. And he's gonna take over. And he can restore the love that was there once before. He can restore the relationship. He can repair. He can rekindle. He can do all of that. But you have to have you gotta have that fight in you to do it. You gotta allow him to do it. Yeah. You gotta go. So you gotta take people. it to him. Yeah. It says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. you. So God cares for your relationship. God cares for your singleness. God cares for your emotion. God cares for for your admiration. God cares for you. So take it to him because he cares for you. He cares. Just keep that in mind. You have so many godly principles, so many biblical principles that you can live by and apply your marriage even through prayer even through prayer even through prayer you can apply these and then apply them in your everyday life with your mate and then allow god to teach you how to love in priority you know a lot of times we do everything the opposite way of the way god says it but then we expect it to work correctly that's like putting a toy together for a child but don't use the directions or trying to put your TV stand together because you've done it before. This is a totally different set by a totally different company. But because it looks familiar, you're going to do it without the direction. Mm-hmm. 
and try to put it together. You're going to have A on where D is supposed to go and all the stuff going to be out of whack. Now, if you may put it together and you might have a couple of things missing, guess what? You can even use it. You can put it up. You can screw it up against the wall and make it. But then it's a counterfeit. You see? Yeah. It's not even, it's not what, what that manufacturer intended it to be. You changed it into something totally different because you didn't take time out. Look at the instructions. The Bible is our instruction. It's our manual. It's you a should take time out to search that word so that you can have a, a full marriage, a full relationship. That it can be fulfilled. It can be everything that God has created it to be. So when I said allow God to teach you how to love and priority, it's like he has said in the last series. He said, God teaches us to love him so that we can love ourselves and then others. That's loving and priority. That's all I got. Well, prayers out of here. <laughs> Amen. I hope that you guys were blessed. Is this the last um this is the last segment for this, for this one. right? Okay, so I, I hope you guys were blessed by this segment. Um it has really, really been amazing to me. It has been eye opening and I am excited because I got some new nuggets to add to my marriage. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not too big where I can can't say, you know, it's we marriages work, and you have to work on it every day. Every day. Yeah. So whenever God places something in front of me, I can I see myself in anything. I can see me, and I know where I need help and where I need to fix things or what what I need to change, and I'm I'm open to doing that, and that's where you have to be in a relationship. So, Father God in heaven, Lord, we just thank you, God, for your word. God, we thank you for every principle that has been laid out before us today concerning our relationship goals. God, we just pray once again for every family that is represented, every marriage, God, every person that is single. God, those that are engaged, that are on their way to marriage. God, that you just give us how to love in the correct order, with the correct priorities, God. Don't allow us to... Um, to live or to uh, uh, conduct our lives outside of your will but keep us in the middle of your perfect and provincial will in Jesus name we pray amen 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 amen, amen. we want to thank each and every listener that is listening yes. on the podcast we want to thank each and every viewer that is listening on the uh, viewing on the YouTube channel. Again, you may go to our website www.thepreacherscorner.net if you would like to leave a donation for us to uh, support the cause, support the growth yeah. of the podcast and the YouTube channel. We are greatly appreciative of everything that is donated this time forward. Listen, I don't know about you. I'm sick of excuses. <laughs> so don't make none. No, Let's make it happen. Again, 
want to let y'all know how awesome you are. I love it. You guys are so great. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so start now. Get perfect. A little later. Dream bigger. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Maybe maybe tell them. Don't whine. Don't whine. Hey. Hey. Keep calm. Yep. And what else? Carry on. Carry on. And five times. On and on, <laughs> on and on, <laughs> on and on. <laughs> Let's get out of here. We pray y'all been blessed. The loop. This is our in-house production. In-house productions. <laughs>